Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. We're nearing Memorial Day, which to many Americans means... Time off work, outdoor barbecues, pool parties, the chance to wear white, and other fun start-of-summer fare. And if you scroll through Instagram on Monday, you'll likely see a number of sunny holiday photos with the caption, Happy Memorial Day. But the joyful word, happy, has rubbed some people the wrong way and caused quite a debate. Indeed, while Veterans Day is a time to honor all those who have served in the military, Memorial Day is meant to pay tribute to those military personnel who died while serving. The holiday began three years after the Civil War ended and was known as Decoration Day, a time to decorate the graves of fallen soldiers with flowers. The designated date was May 30th, and over time, observances became more widespread. In 1971, the Uniform Monday Holiday Act took effect, moving Memorial Day to the last Monday in May. For those who have lost loved ones in the military, hearing Happy Memorial Day can feel jarring. I heard it this morning when I was picking up a cup of coffee and wondered, I don't think you're supposed to use the word happy. Many veterans have expressed their displeasure with the phrase, deeming it inappropriate for the occasion. In 2015, Marine Corps veteran Jenny Haskamp wrote a piece for the Washington Post in which she shared her frustration with the sentiment of Happy Memorial Day and the holiday's transformation into grilled meat super-duper discounts, a day or two off work, beer, potato salad, and porches draped in bunting. Instead, she argues in this piece I'm going to read that it should be more than that. Here it is. I have friends buried in a small corner of a rolling green field just down the road from the Pentagon. They're permanently assigned to Section 60, and for those of you unfamiliar with the term, it's 14 acres in the southeast corner of Arlington National Cemetery that serves as a burial ground for many military personnel killed in Iraq and Afghanistan. There are fresh graves there. I've spent my formative years in combat boots, and all of my friends are in the military were in the military, or married into the military. I have several friends buried in Arlington and know of dozens more men and women interred in that hallowed ground. Section 60 is a place I visit often. I toyed with the idea of making the trip south from New York City this weekend to spend some time, reflect, and sit quietly, but decided against it. Some friend, huh? Wednesday night. Sitting in a pizza joint in the Bronx, watching the world go by, I was upset. I couldn't put my finger on why. A friend said, hey, you want to go to Fleet Week? It's this weekend, here in the city. What? No, absolutely not. I don't want to be in the midst of tens of thousands of people clamoring for a chance to look at a static display of Marine Corps and Navy equipment. I don't want to see Marines and sailors dressed up, paraded around for community relations and recruiting purposes. I don't want to watch any parades. 
As I said it, barked it out, really, my friend's eyes widened and I recognized the frustration in my tone. I didn't know why I was upset. At first, I paused, and while I was sitting there contemplating my outburst, I heard a commercial on the radio screaming through the tinny speakers. Wilted flowers and paper name placards indicate recent funerals at Arlington National Cemetery in Arlington, Virginia. Beaches, beets, and barbecues, it said. We're your Memorial Day station with everything you need to kick off the summer in style. That's when it hit me. I'm angry. I've come to realize people think Memorial Day is the official start of summer. It's grilled meat, super-duper discounts, a day or two off work, beer, potato salad, and porches draped in bunting. But it shouldn't be. It's more than that. Nearly 150 years ago, Memorial Day, first called Decoration Day, was set aside to decorate the graves of the men who'd recently died in battle. America was still reeling from the Civil War when General John Logan, National Commander of the Grand Army of the Republic, issued a proclamation in 1868, according to a PBS account of his decision, the 30th day of May, he declared, would be an occasion to honor those who died in the conflict. He chose the date because it wasn't the anniversary of any particular battle. Here's how it was outlined in general orders. Number 11, Washington, D.C., May 5th, 1868. The 30th day of May, 1868, is designated for the purpose of strewing with the flowers or otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of their country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet, churchyard, and land. The observation no form of cemetery is prescribed, but posts and comrades will, in their own way, arrange such fitting services and testimonials of respect as circumstances may permit. How is it then, some century and a half later, after more than a decade of war in two countries that claim the lives of some 6,861 Americans, we are collectively more concerned with having a barbecue and going shopping than pausing to appreciate the cost of our freedom to do so. A friend reminded me that plenty of people use the weekend the way it was designed, to pause, remember men and women who paid the price of our freedom, and then go on about enjoying those freedoms. But I argue not enough people use it that way, not enough people pause, and not enough people remember. I'm frustrated by people all over the country who view the day as anything but a day to remember our war dead. I hate hearing Happy Memorial Day. It's not Veterans Day. It's not Military Appreciation Day. Don't thank me for my service. Please don't thank me for my service. It's take the time to pay homage to the men and women who died while wearing the cloth of this nation you're so freely enjoying today. Day. I've attended more than 75 funerals and memorial services since September 11, 2001. Services for men and women I knew personally or knew of before they died. Men and women who are friends of my friends, people who'd eaten dinner at my house, husbands of my friends, sons of my friends, brothers of my friends, sisters of my friends. Men who served with my friends, men who died with my friends, men who were my friends. I realize I'm not alone in this crowd, but for the decade, my every day included 
reading reports about men and women killed or wounded in Iraq and Afghanistan and managing how the media reported or didn't report as time went on those circumstances. I share their names and talk about their lives and their deaths because if we don't remember, we'll forget. If we don't share, they'll be lost. I visited graves at Arlington in Florida, California, Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, North Carolina, Utah, New Mexico, Colorado, New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and I owe a visit to a grave in Maine. I had the privilege of escorting my friend, Gunnery Sergeant Ilya Fonitecchio, home from a burial in August of 2004. That assignment, escort duty, remains one of the single most honorable things for which I've ever been a part. It was certainly the hardest. There's no script for the moment of flight crew announces you're escorting precious cargo and should be allowed to leave the plane first. No brief prepares you to meet the tidal wave of grief and anger from parents or a wife or siblings. No PowerPoint slides teach you how to stash your own emotions while you stand firm and comfort the survivors. So yeah, I'm frustrated by Memorial Day and I'm angry about apathy. I want to see people besides the small percentage of us who are veterans, know veterans, love veterans, or lost veterans, understand the day and what it's about. It's the one day on the American calendar meant to exemplify what it costs to be American and to be free. And we've turned it into a day off work, a tent sale, or a keg of beer. I'm not going to Arlington this weekend. Instead, I'll spend time on the phone with friends whose lives were changed as a result of someone's personal sacrifice. We'll talk, laugh, share stories, say their names, and we'll remember. I'll surround myself with those who lived, and we'll raise a glass in honor of those who died. We've all heard freedom isn't free, and since 1776, it's actually cost us more than 1.3 million lives. I hope you enjoy your weekend, but I hope you pause to remember, too. The words of Jenny Haskamp, Marine Corps veteran who continued to work for the Corps as a civilian after leaving active duty in 2006 because her friends were still deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Remember Jenny's words as you commemorate this Memorial Day. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.